Allen FM on 105 FM, uniting our community. Good afternoon and welcome to the business community here on Callan FM with me, Heather Noble. And me, Tracy Jones. Well, the topical discussion. What's, what's top of the agenda at the moment? Uh, sadly, it's, uh, it starts off with uh, an article from The Guardian from last week. Um, the headline said nearly half a million UK firms are facing significant financial distress. And what's been over the press over the last couple of weeks has sadly been Carillion, mm. um, employing 19,500 people. And they went into, liquida- into liquidation due to unsustainable debts. Plus, they owe small firms, 30,000 small firms. That's, money. That's, yes, uh, that's yeah, a lot of people affected. Yes. So the report that was in The Guardian... Uh, it was about a red flag alert from a company called Begbie's Trainer. And it, it's about the repercussions of higher inflation, rising interest rates, growing uncertainty and lower consumer spending. And that is impacting financially on firms across the whole of the UK, in all regions and in all sectors. And the suggestions are that these companies will need to cut costs and improve productivity to ensure survival over the next 12 months, which I'm sure those firms are already very well aware mm. of what they need to do. Absolutely. And what I thought I would um, do is, is very quickly mention the difference between liquidation and administration. And uh, while I was on the Begbie's Trainer website looking at this report, um, I thought I might as well get the information right from the horse's mouth because um, a lot of companies you hear of that are in trouble would go into administration and um, liquidation would often be the thing that happens after that. I think that was the surprise with Carillion, wasn't it? Straight straight to liquidation. Yeah, so insolvency is the reason for both of these and this comes about from the inability of a company to pay its debts or if there's an excess of liabilities over the total value of assets. So normally with administration... Um, you get professional administrators in and their aim is to help the company to repay the debts to avoid insolvency. So the idea is to rescue and recover. And what that does, it puts a um, a protection around the company and halts any legal action against the company and gives them time, gives the insolvency practitioner time to, Mm. to turn it around. And liquidation, which is where Carillion went straight to, um, is the process of selling the assets before dissolving the company completely. They've they've completely skipped administration. And there are three types of liquidation, um, one of which would be relevant to Carillion. So uh, the first one, members voluntary liquidation, and this is where the company is solvent, at which clearly isn't the case with Carillion. A creditor's uh, voluntary um, liquidation, and this is where it's insolvent and the directors choose to close it down and compulsory liquidation where the closure is forced by creditor action and um, HM Revenue and Customs is a very common one that that causes that. So, And I would need to add a a note here of caution. If you're a director and if you're aware of any hint of insolvency, you need to minimise the risk of wrongful trading accusations. Um, In the cases of any liquidation, the insolvency service will look into the conduct of the directors 
before you went into liquidation. And if you're found to have traded whilst insolvent, there are fines and penalties to be met. So if you're uncertain, please do seek professional advice about this. Because Yes, because you are liable, aren't you? It's a, it's a serious... Yeah. So give us some more positive news. Well, yes, I like to try and look on the bright side. Not always that easy. And, and the Carillion story has really been dominating the news. But um, the Telegraph ran a story about uh, unemployment and how actually towards the final quarter of 2017, um, the unemployment uh, figure could have fallen to a 42-year low of 4.2% in the year to November. Um, This is a report written by a guy from Scotiabank, and he says that every month in 2017, unemployment has fallen by at least 11,000. So he's predicting a promising view for the for the coming year which is fantastic uh and i think we we just we have a legacy of unemployment don't we and we just assume that we've got really high unemployment in this country and yes okay whatever you think about how the you know is it comparing apples with pears and all of that but we we still remember those extreme days of unemployment and it's it's heartening just to see that you know things are turning in light of the sort of news that we've just had in our bad news story. So, yeah. And I, d- I did see a positive article as well uh, at the beginning of the week on the BBC website. Um, the, the headlines were that the prospects for the global economy were looking brighter, according to the International Monetary Fund. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, although the predictions for the UK were, were very marginally down on previous forecasts, 0.1%, um, the actual uh, prediction for the UK growth over this year and next is 1.5%. So there, there is signs move in the right direction i mean the bank of england um also predicts that unemployment is going to fall um further in this coming year so it's not just some random person from scotia bank there's uh, there's a couple (laughs) of people who have got an upbeat i think we'd say credible sources credible source incredible sources You're listening to the business community on Calon FM. And don't forget that we like to hear from you. If you've got any events that are upcoming that you'd like us to share online, if you've got any books or articles or apps or anything that you'd like us to review, we're more than happy to do that. You can get in touch with us via our website, which is thebusiness.community, or you can contact us via this show's Facebook page, which is the business community uh, on Facebook, on Calon FM. On Facebook. On Facebook. On Facebook, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and um, what we're looking at now is events. And for the first mm-hmm. time since we've been doing this show this year, we're going to be going to one of the events mm-hmm. that we're talking about. So we're looking forward to probably that same week reviewing the event that we've been to. So the first one is How to Think Outside the Box. It's on Tuesday the 6th of March at 6.30 till 8pm at the Queen's Park campus of Chester University. It's hosted by Paul Mackey, I hope I've pronounced that right, Paul, from the Centre of Work-Related Studies. Heather and I are going to be attending. We like a bit of lateral thinking, don't we? We do. And um, it says, just bring an open mind. Which we can do. And if you see us there... Come and say hello. Please do. And the good thing is it's free to attend and it sounds like a a good quality little workshop to go to if you're not busy on the evening of the 6th of March. Come along, come and um, 
learn all about lateral thinking, come and meet Heather and myself if you can. Well, Heather's got the orange hair. Mine used to be a bit brighter. It's a bit brown at the moment, but uh, I'm sure you'll recognise our voices. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, what I like about that is that it's a bite-sized workshop evening and you'll be left with loads to think about. So bish, bash, bosh. Bish, bash, bosh. Indeed, so indeed. if you want to book on that, the events are on Eventbrite. And we'll also put a link on our blog on the website, which is thebusiness.community. And another event that I'm going to, this one I'm going to solo. And it's on Wednesday, the 14th of March at Media City in Salford, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Very excited about this one. This is organised by a a group, um, a collection of people called Disrupt HR, and they describe themselves as an information exchange designed to energise, inform and empower people in the HR field. And it's built on the belief that how we've approached people and talent in the past won't be the way to approach it in the future. So the format of the event is there are going to be 14 speakers, each have five minutes and their slides are on the screen and they have to rotate every 15 seconds. Wow. <laughs> okay. And the ethos is teach us something, but make it quick. Brilliant. So you should, we should be good value for money. It is £20 plus the booking fee. And it's aimed at not just HR professionals, but executives, business leaders, and they say anyone passionate about talent. So that's Wednesday, the 14th of March at Media City in Salford. Again, the booking details and more details about the event are available on Eventbrite or the Disrupt HR website, which is disrupthr.co. Right. I've got uh, an event that is in London. We try to sort of cast our net further afield wherever possible. And this is uh, the Business Funding Show. And I just thought this looked particularly interesting. This is the type of show pretty much does, as it says on the tin, uh, where there will be opportunities to look at um, to meet with venture capitalists, growth support institutions, entrepreneurs and private equity funders. And they're all actively engaged with working with SMEs uh, to support them as they grow and expand. Uh, so go along. It's in London. It's on Thursday, the 22nd of February. It's an all day event. Tickets run from £15 to £100, depending on um, how much time you're spending there and what uh, elements of the show you want to take part in. But there are investment clinics and uh, lots of one-to-one -one meetings and a great networking opportunity. So I just thought that was a really good one. That's at uh, East Wintergarten on Canary Wharf. And that's the, the 22nd of February. And then another one that caught my eye, which is, is, is quite niche, but again, very interesting. Tickets around £200. This is the Great British Family Business Conference. Uh, and the theme for this year is past, present and future. Uh, the creation of family businesses to stand the test of time. This is on Thursday, the 8th of March. It's an all day event. It's at the Royal Geographical Society in London. And it, it just it just looks really interesting if you are running a family business. They've got an opening keynote by um, a gentleman called Richard Clothier, who is the managing director of Wyke Farms Cheese. Uh, so he'll talk about the family business journey 
And I think that came from some sort of diversification. So that's uh, interesting. There's a panel discussion employing family members. We all know how difficult that can be. Uh, workshops, uh, including moving towards a key transition, the role of non-executive directors and the need for a balanced board. I think that's that's a key one. And the one that I'm particularly interested in is creating a powerful family business brand. I think people who do it really well excel and it's amazing. If you can get that right, then I think everything just comes, you know, follows on. So that's 8th of March in London uh, at the Royal Geographic. Geographical Society and details of all of those events will be on our website uh, and <laughs> Tracy's having a little bit of a hiccuping session um, will be available on our website uh, and uh, through our, our blog Callan FM on 105 FM you're listening to the business community on Callan FM. And if you want to hear the show again, it will be on the Listen Again service on the Callan FM website from tomorrow for a week. That's at callanfm.com. And it will be on our website in a cut down version, a podcast version, if you like, the business.community. And that will be on there for as long as me and Heather keep on paying the subscription. <laughs> Right, okay, so it's the part of the show where we do our reviews and this week we're reviewing a book called Will It Make the Boat Go Faster? This is a book by Ben Hunt Davis and Harriet Beveridge and it's about Olympic winning strategies for everyday success. This is a book that I refer to a lot in my day job because I think it's, it's really easy to digest, particularly if you're a sports fan. And essentially, it's, it's a business strategy book, but it's centred around the story of, the, uh, of an Olympic rowing team and the fact that they, no matter how hard they try, tried, they could not get gold. And so they started to think about what could they do to improve their, uh, their meddling success. And they take us on a journey through thinking about, you know, how it all started and where it was not going according to plan. And then they take us through setting goals, motivation, beliefs, um, how to make things happen. Uh, they make reference to some filters that um, have an expletive uh, ahead of them, but they're like BS filters, you know, looking for unhelpful information and then choosing to ignore it, looking at how teams work a lot of the stuff that you might ordinarily ex um, expect. But one area that I think is particularly interested, interesting is there's a chapter about bounce back ability, which I think is I not like only that. a great word, but it's, it's resilience and it's our ability to bounce back. Uh, and they talk at length about, you know, preparing and, and thinking about what you're trying to do, accepting the situation and, and how things are going and then doing stuff and just cracking on with it. Um, and he, Ben, the author, he says, it's something I learned through rowing. I had so many setbacks and losses. I had to learn to deal with them better. And that was where his bounce back ability muscle grew. Uh, I just think it's a really interesting um, angle. You know, you, you have to pick yourself up, dust yourself down, start all over again. And and they 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 share this throughout their story. And of course, as you might expect, they do achieve gold medal um, in 2000 and of course are absolutely blown away. But their focus is on what makes a difference and focus on doing that rather than, 
you know, the unhelpful stuff, which we all tend to dwell on and procrastinate and and um, spend too much time thinking about. So it's a cracking book. It's easy to read. It's again, it's one of those books. It's a bit more meaty than books that we've reviewed in previous weeks. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's, substantial. It's a substantial book, book but uh, the way the chapters are structured makes it really easy to digest. And if you are interested in sport, then I th- and if you play a sport, I think there'll be lots of um, lots of elements that you can relate to. So yeah, it's a fab book. And if you want to have a little sample, um, you could go to Juicer. So the ah, app that yes. I've been trialing. Yes. So I'm still on my free trial. Thank you very much, Juicer. Um, and they, they explain it, but not obviously not in as much detail as, as the book, but they, they give you a good overview. What I like about it is that they then tell you at the end, now go and buy the book, go and read yes. the book. Yeah. And they give you a good reason to do that. Um, and I felt like I knew this book already. And I went to look at my shelves. Heather said, shall we review this book? I went, yeah, great. I know the book. And I, I couldn't find it on my shelves. I thought, What's going? Have I lent it to somebody? And it only dawned on me then. The only reason I know the book is because I've done work with you mm-hmm. and you've referred to it so many times. I feel like I know it. I feel like I've read it from cover to cover because you, you've, you've shared the insights from it. So not having it on my shelf I had to go and get juicer and Mm -hmm. and I had a quick look and one thing it reminded me on juicer um in the bit at the end where it says now buy the book is the fact that it's um it's Ben telling his story and then Harriet coming along and saying how you can apply that in your life and um as juicer said that that provides um quite quite a nice um it, it keeps the rhythm of the book going well they work they work very well together as as they complement each other in achieving, you know, what we want from a book, yeah. a business. And the, book the other thing I noticed is that Harriet is an executive coach and stand-up comedian. Good woman. <laughs> yeah. Good and I know woman. you, you vague. Yeah. Um, sort of that's something that I'm supposed you think to do. Of, not, yes. not the executive coach, because you already do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the stand-up the comedian. The stand-up bit, basically. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe you need to take this to heart, Heather, because the the thing, the key takeaway from this book was you don't have to be extraordinary to achieve extraordinary feats. You just need dedication, commitment and tips from those who've made their dreams a reality. Mm. And that's certainly true of of Ben Hunt Davis and his team. So with your um, aspiration to perhaps try stand up comedy. Yeah, it's okay to be rubbish at it. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, break it down into smaller pieces and then it makes it less intimidating and just get started. Take some tips from those who've done it. Just Yeah, just one tomato at a time. <laughs> Having seen the event in Manchester for Disrupt HR, I obviously went and did a bit of surfing, was looking around their website and I eventually ended up on their Vimeo channel. And they've got a collection of all of those five minute talks we were talking about earlier on mm-hmm. um, with the 14 speakers um, that have five minutes and 15 seconds for their slides to rotate. And at the moment, their Vimeo channel has 1,667 of these five minute videos. Wow. That's quite a lot. So I, I thought I'd have a little scroll through. They've got some up to date ones. I'm, I don't know if all of the venues record. I don't know if all of the venues are on there. Um, However, uh, I picked up, I I watched four of them. So I I dedicated 20 minutes to watching videos from the Vimeo channel. Um, And I just picked up the ones where the um, title caught my fancy. So why should HR report to marketing? Uh, This presentation was by a head of marketing. 
And basically, he says that marketing is defined by the ability to attract, convert and retain customers, manage customer experience and manage the brand. And basically, he says that HR is the same except the customer equals talent. And it talent is a small customer segment. Okay. And hence, all HR should report to marketing. That was his case. Five minutes done. Um, there was next um, a video I picked up. Five AI, that's artificial intelligence tools, you can use in your business right now by Sean Harvey. He went through a few things I'd never heard of. One that I had, I felt really quite proud of myself, was Grammarly.com, where you can... Um, he described it as spell check on steroids. It does spelling grandma, grandma. <laughs> not grandma. No, not grandma. Spelling, grammar and context and give style suggestions. Um, he was talking about chatbots and um, myalley.ai, a digital assistant which manages your diary and meetings for you. Um, Conversica.com, which is a sales AI. AI assistant and um, crystalnose.com sounded um, a little bit creepy. Uh, it generates personal insights for your contacts to improve your emails and communications. So you link it with your LinkedIn account. And if you want to email anybody that's in, in that mm -hmm. account, it will come up with you and say, this person prefers to communicate in this particular way or that particular way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then he suggested that you Googled um, medium.com AI tools I use today. And there were about 100 or so different AI tools listed on there. So just put in Google medium.com AI tools I use today. And then the next video I looked at was How to Win Respect and Influence Others by Doing Nothing by Donna Rinder. And basically, I can boil that five minutes down to one word, listen. Uh -huh. Do nothing else when you're talking to others. Focus on what they're saying. And the fourth one that I looked at was Creating a Career Compass. Disrupting Employee Evaluations by a lady called Heather Harrington. And basically, she she's looking at this old model is where you fit employees into a box and you have an annual appraisal. And she's talking about this new model where you destroy the box, you knock down the silos and you look at who people really are. And the career compass that they have is very individual and you're looking at their ambitions, their goals, what you desire, what the passions are what you want to do about your future, and then how that can be harnessed to help the company. So some interesting stuff. Yeah. If you've just got five minutes, you want a little bit of inspiration. If you're vaguely interested in HR or talent, then it's worth having a look. So it's Disrupt HR video channel on Vimeo. And one thing just on that is, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking there's a name for this. There's a name for this format. And a, a small presentation is called a Pecha and it's when it's a presentation style in which 20 slides are shown for 20 seconds each. Oh. And the, the format keeps presentations concise and fast paced and powers multiple speaker events. So, oh, I love a new yeah. word. What's that? So it, it's Pecha Kucha. P-E-C-H-A-K-U-C-H-A. Okay, so this is the part of the show when we talk about a business guru, somebody who uh, knows their stuff. And increasingly... We, we find that it's, it's men. Um, and this week's guru is uh, Thomas J. Peters, who is an American writer. Uh, and he was born in 1942. So there are always men of a certain age as well. But he's best known for his work in search of excellence, which uh, I know that you know quite a bit about, Tracy, because of previous 
uh, stage in your life when you were studying. <laughs> yes. This... I was trying to work out why, because um, I suggested um, three of the four that we've done so far, haven't we? And I realised that it's because they, they were all big news when I was doing my business studies degree in the 80s. Um, and, and clearly this book was quite new at the mm, time so mm. it was very exciting to be working on this book in search of excellence with um oh he co-authored it with robert waterman and we must give oh, him yes. a mention yeah. um and in search of excellence is it, it's one of those books that is mentioned so many times but it is one of the biggest sellers um it's one of um you know the most mentioned books you can see, um, Tom was a consultant at McKinsey Consultants, um, which in itself um, perhaps warrants a feature of its own. Mm. It's an organisation, yeah. but um, that there's an awful lot of stuff about the McKinsey and uh, McKinsey and Company uh, consultancy. Um, but In Search of Excellence is um, described by some as the first great manifesto of the idea of corporate culture. And it became one of the world's best-selling books. And yes, along with uh, Peter Drucker and Charles Handy, it's the sort of stuff that I studied on my degree, but is still highly relevant today. And what what um, Tom and Robert did in uh, for In Search of Excellence was they looked at 43 companies, and these are Fortune 500's top-performing companies, and they, they were looking at what made them top-performing companies. And they came out with eight themes – uh, one is a bias for action, i.e. getting on with it. Close to the customer is number two, leaning, uh, le learning from people served by the business, not leaning. Um, autonomy and entrepreneurship, so fostering innovation and nurturing uh, champions within the business. Number four is productivity through people. And the idea there is treating rank and file employees as a source of quality. Number five is hands-on, value-driven. So the management philosophy there is guiding everyday practice. Mm. It's going to come from the top down. This one, I love this. Everybody will have heard of this. This comes from this book, Stick to the Knitting. This means stick with the business that you know. And we've talked about it before. Both Drucker and Handy talk about outsourcing the stuff, so the front room activities and the background activities. And this is four words that, mean the same thing stick to the knitting uh, number seven is simple form lean staff essentially minimal headquarters staff and finally simultaneous loose tight properties when i was at uni this was probably the one where i scratched my head the most and essentially what it means is you give autonomy to the workers yet you have centralized values that's the simultaneous loose tight properties and then this work led them to the 7S model. So structure, strategy, systems, style of management, skills and staff, shared values being the seventh. So it's actually summed up in just three words. So if you read later works by Peters, he says that the essential message of the whole book is people, customers, action. So I'll leave it to you whether you feel like you need to read the book now. Um, but it, he said he wanted to prove how crucial people are to business success and to release business from the tyranny of the bean counter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I suppose you could class me as the bean counter, but I've, I've always liked to, to think of myself more as than, more than a bean counter. More Thank than you. Bean counter. But yeah, so 
people are crucial to business success and people customers action being the main takeaway points from that book I think also there's a couple of things that I, I, I think are really interesting. He said that an organisational structure is not an organisation. So just because really you have just because you've got a structure, you know, and it's a nice org chart and it looks like you're organised, it, it, it's nonsense. Uh, I think he sounds like quite an interesting individual. Anyway, he served in Vietnam. He was in the Navy. He worked at the Pentagon. He worked at the White House um, under Nixon's administration. So I think he's he's probably quite an interesting individual. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I picked up that he was the drug abuse advisor. Yeah, in not the just White any House. advice. Yeah. Yes, um, and in amongst all of that, um, on his website, it, it gives some statistics. Now, these statistics are a couple of years old, but um, he's been travelling for thirty-eight years. Add two years on. Mm. He's done two and a half thousand speeches in fifty states and sixty-seven countries to five million people. Wow. He's taken seven and a half thousand flights and travelled five million miles. Goodness me. Busy bee. Busy man. So um, the most recent work he's done is The Little Big Things, 163 Ways to Pursue Excellence. Um, I haven't read the book. No, I haven't. However, I did, um, having a look through his website, there's an awful lot of resources on his website, which I I believe is Mm -hmm. tompeters.com. And on there is a collection of 80 videos from when he was drafting The Little Big Things. And these videos cover the categories that he covers in the book so excellence innovation leadership recession service strategy and you and a couple of things videos that i picked up on in the innovation category angry people make change oh that's one of his videos and in the you category the to don't list i like that idea i'm i'm going to check that out i'm going to check that out one thing that we do like to do is just um run through a couple of quotes and uh peter's has got a number of quotes attributed to him, but my favourite one, uh, and I would say this, wouldn't I, as a people person, the simple act of paying positive attention to people has a great deal to do with productivity. And that's, you know, that's just say good morning, ask people how they are and listen to the answer. (laughs) That has an impact on on, um, productivity. Can I give two? One one that made me laugh and and one that I really related to. So the one that made me laugh was, um, if your company has a clean desk policy, the company is nuts and you're nuts for staying there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, the one that I really resonated, that really resonated with me was, my problem is not that I see all 17 sides of any issue, but that I am equally passionate about all 17 sides simultaneously. Mm. So that's the end of another show. Wow. We're getting there, Heather. Yeah. Once a week and we're getting the blogs up on the website. Um, So what you'll find if you go and look at the website, uh, which is thebusiness.community, there'll be a shortened down version of the show without the music for copyright reasons. Uh, You'll just hear our dulcet tones and a short accompanying blog just to say what's in and any links to the events or websites or um, books or anything that we've referred to. We're trying to make things easy for you. We really are. But uh, but do let us know what you think. Your feedback is really important to us. Okay, goodbye from us both. We'll be back next week.